Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius again. We are going through the epistle of John. This is we are going to the third epistle of John. It's only one chapter. And we believe that the Lord is going to give you some insight in this epistle. Apostle John in his second epistle, which is also just one chapter, he wrote to a, an elect lady which could be a, a church, a church body. I say elect Anna Sheeran. But in the third epistle, which also one single chapter, he was writing to a man by the name of Gaius, or a believer. Let's read through and I will stop and give some explanation as we go along. This is teaching, so take your Bible and read it along. The elder, this is the Apostle John is the elder, unto the well-beloved Gaius. So you know, this is like a personal letter that became open to all of us that God is in the in generation that it was found as a manuscript, so there's something in it for us to learn that make us the medium to put as part of the Bible. Verse 2. He said, verse 11, verse 1, again, start again. He led the elder unto the way, beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Apostle John said, I love your Gaius in the truth, loving in the word of God. And we should love one another like that. In the truth means, according to the word of God, we love one another, not not your godly love, not the love that human beings call love. It is the love of the truth, love of loving Jesus Christ together. We make us love one another. If I love him and you love him, me and you should love one another. Also. So I can think of it if a husband and a wife say they love, both love Jesus, they shouldn't be, husband and wife shouldn't be at loggerhead not loving one another. Hey, you love the head, he loves the head, both of you love one another. That's what Christ said. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love Jesus, you keep the commandment of Jesus. And his commandment is to love one another. So, Apostle John simply says, I love you in the truth. Verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, verse, this verse 2 has been quoted by many of us, many believers, over the years as a promise of God that uh, we should prosper. Now, prosperity is in many areas. So, Apostle, Apostle, Paul is, Apostle John is explaining in many ways that we we he wants that he was he was wishing a wish is like a prayer for our guys that you should prosper and be in health prosper and be in health prosper is maybe financial prosperity that's the prosperity health to have a good health maybe the brother was somebody that he knew to be maybe he was on wheelchair because of old age or whatever it is or on wheelchair because of some paralysis and you say i wish that you prosper and be in health so that he is not only just praying that the man should prosper financially he also praying that the man should be in good health which means he's praying for his healing or whatever the man is we didn't know but he, he by saying by being healthy simply saying god wishes you also to be in good health so by say we get our divine health by faith in the word of God, by exercising our faith, and sometimes the Holy Ghost can manifest the, the gifts. But most of the time, it is faith, our faith that gets this thing for us. And that's why he's praying for the brother to his faith to really rise up to the level that he will get his divine health also. He said, even as thy soul prospered, now you believe that the brother's soul is already prospering because when you are born again, your soul is prospering. Because our soul, Prosperity means we are on our way to heaven. If we die today, we are on our way to heaven. We are not going to hell. That's the prosperity in itself. Why? What do you mean prosperity? Because heaven is full of riches. Heaven is full of uh, everything you can bless that you can think is good, good blessings, heavenly. 
So when you are when you are already on your way to heaven, you are you are saved from your sins. You are, you are your soul is already prospering. Now that doesn't mean the man will automatically become millionaire or not physically, but that is a physical prosperity which you can use your faith to get more blessing from the Lord for that. But once you are saved, your soul is proper. Lord, so say, even as your soul prospers, is wishing for guys that it should prosper and be in health, financial prosperity and physical health prosperity. Because when you are in good health, you are not on wheelchair, you are not on uh, hospitalized, you are you are you are healthy. That's prosperity in itself. Because those who who are in hospital have to be paid money to doctor just to get themselves well and spend their money in no direction. It's not the it's not the best way to spend money. No, so so that's why I say I'm wishing that you prosper and be healed. So if Apostle John wishes, God also wishes for us, and His word is already written for us. We are to claim this blessing of God because God, that's our God's will for us is for us to prosper financially. Also, it's for us to prosper in health, good health. It's the will of God for us. It is written now in the scriptures. Apostle John is also echoing that this is the will of God also for. Through him, God is willing this for us. But if God will ever let you give it to us, God is already giving it to us. You and I are to claim it. It is the devil that is restraining us from getting what God has already given to us. So we are to resist the devil steadfastly in the faith. And very important that you know that it is not God that is withholding any of these things from us. It is not God. It is Satan that is called the God of this world that is hindering us. Whatever way is hindering, somebody started a business, the business collapsed. It is not God that collapsed the business, it is Satan that is hindering you. So you need to resist the devil by prayer and by putting your best effort forward and then talking to the Lord and then binding the devil. So all of those things are what will give us the victory. It's our faith is the victory over the world. The same with, with health. If you are sickly or you are being attacked by the devil in sickness, you need to resist the devil. It is not God that put the sickness upon you. Resist the devil so that you will be in good health. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ has given us all these things. He said, that by, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Then you should cast out the devils. No, sir. You don't say you can't ask Jesus to cast out. He said, he already given us authority to cast out devils in his name. They shall lay out upon the sick and the sick shall recover. You should lay your hands upon the sick and the sick shall recover. Don't say, Jesus, lay your hand upon the sick. No, you lay your hand upon the sick. What is it? They, the believers, shall lay hand upon the sick. So it's now the responsibility now is upon us to believe what he said and to act it out. Lay your hand upon that sick and expect the fellow to recover. You can do the same thing for yourself. Lay your hand upon yourself. Expect your body to recover. Expect your body to recover. It's your faith. Expecting. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things, nothing. That is, your expectation of recovery is your faith acting right there. And God is going to make it happen because faith is calling God to action. Amen. Now, let's go on verse 3 of third epistle of John. Is what we are reading. He said, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Now, Apostle John is more or less patting this brother in the back that he has had good report about the brothers walking in the truth. But for I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now he called that brother his children because he must have been the one that ministered to the brother or converted the brother. So or he's just thinking of the brother as a younger brother. Because John lived a very long, long life according to the history that he was the one that lived the longest among the apostles. 
They tried to kill Apostle John also in Rome when they were killing the apostles. According to the story we, we read, but they couldn't kill him. Everything they did to kill him, they, uh, the report said that they tried to burn him on stage. He couldn't, couldn't be, he was not born. They tried to cook him in the something, he was not born until they just dumped him in exile, sent him away to another crop Patmos. So he lived for a long time, maybe up to 100, and 100 years old or something like that, according to the story, while the other apostles were killed in Rome and God allowed that because everyone fall into their lot. But when he was writing the Kuba, an old man, that's why he called these people my children. Verse 5. Now, beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sword, thou shalt do it. Now, Apostle John wrote this letter, sent it through some believers that are going towards that Boragaios again. They are going to that same city, perhaps, and he was more or less writing this letter ahead with them to give to Gaius that he has heard that Gaius have been very faithful in entertaining believers, brethren, entertaining strangers, and so on and so forth, and, and has been accommodating to them. And he's saying, accommodate these ones also, because I'm the one recommending them to come your way, to come this direction help them in the in their journey. So that's what this letter was purporting to, to, to show. As Apostle John was writing this letter to Gaius, whom he has heard that he was faithfully welcoming strangers among the believers, among the brethren. That's why he said verse 5, what you do to the brethren and to the strangers, you are doing it faithfully. You are father about it. They are born your witness of your love and charity. You're giving to them your Hospitalization, hospitality that you are showing to the brethren that come to your church. You are hospitable, you are, you are, hospitable, you are housing them. He says, your test, that testimony, that witness has come before the church. I mean, people bring the testimony that the brothers and so was one that, uh, that, that showed us hospitality and fed us and so forth. Whom if, and he said, these other people are coming, he said, if you bring these other people on their journey, thou shalt do it. That's what he's saying, verse 6. Verse 7. He said, because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. So this brethren that he is recommending, he said they, they, are, they, they went forth to preach the gospel on their journey and they are not taking money from the Gentiles. Now, we are not, I, don't, I don't think he was talking about the Gentile church here. But only saying, we are, not, we are not sponsored by any. We also in this generation can say the same thing. Like me that is preaching this on the radio, I can say, where well, I'm not sponsored by some big organization like a Baptist, Araki Baptist Church or Catholic Church or this church, that because all those big organizations they have an hierarchy. They have Archbishop and they have Bishop, they have all these denominations. All most of those denominations have their hierarchy of of uh, of ministers and they have money to sponsor what they call missionary work. And they will give money to missionaries to go on for and most of those missionaries are preaching their denominational doctrine. They may not preach Jesus Christ only, they just preach their doctrine and when they form a church, they form it in the name of their denomination, Apostolic Faith Mission. And they, those are all fine and good, God is using some of those things to reach people. But Apostle John is saying, these people are not taking money from the Gentiles, I mean nobody is sponsoring them, we are sponsoring ourselves. And the Lord is the one that is sponsoring us. And that's what he's saying to, to the guy here. 
that they are taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore, we means we believers, therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. You see, these believers, these brethren went out according to as the Lord led them and they were going forth ministering. Not that they have an organization that is sponsoring them. Just like we are doing, we go forth as Lord has gave me command to go forth on the radio through the phone he has given to me personally and then some other people are sending donations. That is how we go forth and not through an organization that sponsor the missionary work. No, the organization is Jesus and we that he has called individually. So that's what Apostle John also is saying. said that they have taken us from the internet. say we ought to receive such so that we might be fellow helpers of the truth. So when you support us, you are fellow helpers, you are participating. I told some people that when you buy these books from the, the books that we printed out, that will help us to distribute it to other people. Because the money we use, we use to print more or to go on more radio stations. So you are participating. Many people are taking tracks in Africa. They got tracks from American evangelists free of charge. They got stickers, Jesus loves you stickers that we got free of share. And we thought they are free. I was telling my, my church group recently, I said, when I came to this country, America, and I went to a bookstore, Christian bookstore, I saw these stickers, Jesus loves you stickers. That somebody we got in Africa, somebody will give you a whole sheet of it, Jesus loves you, and just put it on your bag or your car. And I saw it in display in the bookstore. So I thought it was free because we are always getting it for free in Africa. So I told the person at the bookstore, can I take some of this? He said, no, you buy it. Oh, it's for sale. Oh, okay. Then I got message. I got to understand that all these stickers we are getting free in Africa, all these tracts, evangelical tracts that we distribute free on the streets. Some believers are printing them with their own money here in America, in Europe, that are Christians. They are using their money to buy those stickers and send it to evangelize. So when you are taking it for free, don't think it is free. It costs some people money. The Lord Jesus Christ brought salvation to us, free of charge. He said, freely. He has saved us freely, but it's not free because he paid for it and then giving it out to us free. So don't ever think this thing is free. We are preaching the gospel on the radio. We ask you to send to send letter and we send you some more exhortation. You think the radio station is is, uh, is uh, sponsoring this thing for free? No. The radio station is collecting money for the 30 minutes we are here. And some people are paying for that radio station money. The time we spend there, the, some people are paying for it. You see? So that is so it's costing some people, but they are investing in the kingdom of God. That's their investment. In the kingdom of God. So you that are in the other part that are the receivers, when you receive it, thank God for it. And then when you have opportunity, you also sponsor it with your own fund. That is how God will bless you because God will be blessing those who are sponsoring it with their money so that they don't lack. But you that are just receiving, you have to say, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if you are not giving, you are just receiving. You rather they give it to you free. They rather they send their books to you free. You rather they send those tracts to you free. If they send to you free, you get it, take it. But you never spend your own money to sponsor the gospel. You think God will be blessing you? No, know, you're blessing those who are giving it out, who are, who are spending their money to give it out. So that's what we are trying to make it to see. So that's why Apostle Paul, in this letter of Apostle John, 
is thanking this Baragaios. God will bless this Baragaios who is always giving to believers, giving out of a good heart to those who are sponsoring the gospel. So that's what he's saying here, that we ought to receive such people that go out of their way also to go and spread the gospel. So we ought to support them so that we are fellow helpers to the truth. So when you take the books, you buy the books and you give it freely to your friends to read it. Buy the books with your money, but give it out to your friends to read it so that they can also be saved. You are fellow helpers. If they get saved, it goes to your account that you are the one that bought the book and give it to them and they read it and they give their life to Christ. You see, it goes in your account in heaven. That's, that's what we are trying to make to see. Think of heaven. Don't think of this planet. Think of heaven where you are going. If you sponsor the gospel by your money, either by getting the tracks or telling somebody to even turn to the radio station, they are going to be you are going to be blessed. That if that fellow turned to the radio station and listened and gave their life to Christ, it goes on your record that you are the one that leads them there. Not just the preacher that is on the radio. It goes on your record also. So that is why we are helpers. That's what Apostle Paul said. When we receive such, we are fellow helpers to the truth. And it's encouraging guys that keep doing it because you are fellow helpers to the truth. And God will reward everybody according as your work shall be. It's what he has promised. Let's go on in verse 9 now. Third epistle of John. He said, I wrote unto the church. Now he's going to point out some believers among the church in, the, in that same church that is rising to Gaius that are misbehaving. They are not welcoming strangers. They are not welcoming other believers. And they are trying to, to tell others not to do it because they have their own reasons. And he's going to point them out. And this is what he says. He said, I wrote unto the church. But direct reference, he mentioned the person by name because he's talking to Gaius by name. Say so that who love it to have the preeminence among them, receive us not. So that man, the Altravis, must have been a believer in the church where Gaius was also. And some people that came to the midst of the congregation, they just wanted to become big and they want to dominate the congregation and tell everybody what to what not to do, what to do. And he, he, he Apostle John wrote to this man and said, This man, the Altravis, he, he loved to have the preeminence. What is preeminence? He loved to have the final say. He loved to be the one dictating the church. And you can point to some people in your own group too that they may not be the pastor, but they want to rule. Maybe they have a board, a, a board of, uh, a, a, what do you call it, governing board of the church. And in that governing board, somebody may not be humble enough among them that he wanted to, he is dictating. The pastor they should hire, the pastor they should not hire, the pastor they should fire. And when you are a dictator like that, you think God is on your side, but sometimes <laughs> you, are, you are becoming... Uh, somebody God will want to get out of the place because you are becoming a dictator. God really washes over those type of things because we all should be humble. Say we are all brethren. We are all brethren. So if you suddenly become the ruler in your little church, you may be stepping on the Lord's toe. And when he comes to judge, some people got cut off like that. They die young. They die early without fulfilling their time because of how they treated the, the flock of Christ. Remember, Every believer, we are members of the flock of Jesus Christ. We are his sheep. So if you are really born again and you are in the group of born again believers, all for all of us must be humble. No matter who, what the pastor, whoever is the pastor, the elder, or the deacon, we must be humble. He says submitting one to another is very important. So now, he, Apostle John was pointing to this directory that this brother, he loved to have preeminence, means he loved to dominate among the believers. 
He said, because of that, whatever is his reason, he didn't receive this. He said, he did not receive us. Means Apostle John put himself among the people that he sent on earth. I mean, if you don't receive those whom Apostle John sent, then you are not receiving Apostle John because they will say, Apostle John is the one that told us to come. The Lord Jesus Christ said the same thing. He that have, he that, he that received me, received my father. If he that hated me, hated my father also. So the same way he said, God, the father God sent the son. So if you don't accept Jesus, you don't accept the father. So the same way he sent us on the earth. If you don't receive what we are preaching to you, you didn't believe what you are saying, you didn't receive us, you don't receive Christ also. Who sent us. So that's why Apostle John is putting himself among those people whom he sent on this journey. He said, that ever didn't receive us. He was not, it may not be one of them that came, but he said, he put himself among those who that came from him. Verse 10 says, Therefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth. Preaching against us, he keeps saying against us, he didn't say against uh, this brethren, he said against us, he's putting himself among the people that he sent. He said, Preaching against us with malicious words and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren and forbidden them that would. And casting them out of the church. Now, this is an experience that some believers that came from Apostle uh, John's group, fellowship from another city, Apostle John was the one that sent them. And then they came to this other church where Gaius was, and Diotrephus was there, maybe the other city. And they were saying that when they came back and reported to Apostle John, they were reporting this Diotrephus, how he treated him told them that they shouldn't be welcomed or this and that and that is why we have to be careful how we undo the word of God because there's a place where we are talking about if somebody will not walk let him not eat that Apostle Paul mentioned and there are some other groups where they call themselves traveling evangelists and when they claim to be traveling evangelists they go into a, 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 a come to a city and and that come to a brother's house and they say, well, when are you leaving, bro? They don't know yet. They just and then they become a burden to this brother they are staying with, who is now complaining that he, he has to be feeling a second mouth or people that they don't know when they are going to leave. And that has been reported in some quarters. Where those travel evangelists became burdens. They are a burden to those who are feeding them, but themselves are not working. They claim to be miserable. They are, they, are, they are not really ministering anything, or if they are ministering, that is, they are not sponsoring themselves. Like Apostle Paul was saying that he sponsored himself. So, if some people are extreme on the other side, thinking Apostle John, Apostle Paul, way of doing it is how they will do it, and the traveling evangelists come to their house, they may be violently against them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be violent against them, you still show love, very important. You still show love, very important, but see, Talk to them in kindness, but in love. You are going to point to them that they need to, to fund themselves. You have to say it in love. But this is what Apostle John Paras has run into with this diatrephist. He said he was preaching against us with malicious words. Which means this diatrephist must have been bold against all these people that came. And then he said he, he forbid other people from, from, uh, from accepting them. So neither does he himself receive the brethren and forbid them that would. And cast them out of the church. Now that became serious because even if these people were ungodly, uh, unbelievers, and they're trying to 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 rick 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 you off, you still have to be careful how you undo them. 
You have to be, watch, be careful how you handle them because we still have to walk in love, even towards John believers. But what Apostle John described here about the Atrophist seems to be a little bit too extreme. So that's why he said, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil has not seen God. So we have to balance the word of God to make sure that we, when we say, don't entertain people that come because that was what he said in the second his second epistle to elect lady. If people take that to the extreme, they will say, well, these people are bringing false doctrine. Don't entertain them. Cast them out of the church. It depends how you handle it. It becomes, you can become diatrophous. Because the same opposition that wrote to this elect lady in the second epistle, telling them that there are some false doctrine. If anybody come, he said, if they are coming here unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not to your house. Neither be him gospel. Somebody could take that to the extreme and now not be able to know that is this false truth or this is not the people he's talking about. And then they can take the Lord to their hand and, and oppose people that they should have welcomed. And that is where discerning of spirit comes in. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can clearly discern who, what spirit is manifesting, what spirit is working here, what spirit is leading these people. Because that diatrophist, suppose diatrophist has read the second epistle of John where he was telling them that if anybody comes to this to your place and does not bring this doctrine, don't receive him to your house. And then comes these other people and he already thinks they are bringing false doctrine or he had something he didn't like. Because sometimes people, they, 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 somebody told me that this man is only hearing what he wanted to hear. So sometimes people hear what they want to hear and they are not really listening to what you are trying to present. So he could have quickly said these men are wrong and then telling other people don't welcome them that becomes like he think he's he's uh, implementing what apostle john said in the second episode don't welcome him to your house and he could be wrong in in casting these other people out so that's why we need the spirit of discernment designing of spirit so that we are not offending god when it comes to how we want to undo these things very important apostle john that wrote this letter of second episode to 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 the elder elect lady, also wrote this tall episode where he said it's the diatribes that kick all of our people out and didn't welcome us. Whatever he was saying, he said it's malicious word against them. So he could have been accusing them of false. That's why we say don't welcome them. So those are all the things we need the design of spirits to be able to rightly divide this and we should pray for that gifts of the Holy Ghost to design properly so that we and then when we design we also handle it with wisdom. Amen. Verse 12. Demetrius has good report. Of all men, no, that's another brother is commending among the brethren in that uh, fellowship where Gaius is. He said, Demetrius has a good report. Diotrephus does have a good report. Gaius, you have, have been heard about you. He said, Gaius, you have been the one that has been welcoming people. So, this is a two ages so where Apostle John said to, to the group and said, If anybody bring this doctrine that is not right, don't welcome it to your house. Some people can take that to the extreme and don't design these new people that come and say these are one of them these are the people one of them and then they begin to kick them out and here is another diatribe that could have been doing something like that and opposition say oh this one is maliciously speaking against us <laughs> so we have to be careful how we handle the word of exhortation and the word of god and make sure that we design who are these people are they from the enemy or from the from the from the truth so that is exactly where if the old one that the could be 
could be wrong in not designing what it will. Now he said the Metro has a good report of all men. That's another brother among them. And of the truth also. And of the truth itself, yea. And we also bear record. That means they have run to the Metro who was kind to them. And you know that our record is true. Verse 13 says, I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust that I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. So it's the same way he wrote the second episode. He said, I'm coming to visit you guys. I will see face to face. I will talk more. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. God bless you. So that is the second episode. And I believe that God will explain this more and more to you. God bless you.